Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Thank you for the ratings on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. That was a little surprise for me. So I'm leaning into Spotify lately because it's so much more podcaster friendly. I've just been exploring a lot on there, but please keep the ratings and reviews coming wherever you listen. Thank you so much. This is season two, episode 16, How to Channel Your Book. Let me start with my background. I was an editor for 10 years in the publishing industry. I edited everything from a travel magazine to textbooks to books, including working for a major publishing house. In my last several years, I had my own business where I edited self-help books and novels. And many of the authors I worked with were spiritual, metaphysical, and in the coaching world. I also worked for Amazon's platform, Create Space. I have a master's degree in creative writing and Russian studies. My novel, I Putin, as in Vladimir Putin, is on Amazon. It has 43 ratings and four stars. And in its heyday, it hit three Kindle top 100 lists. And it was actually selling above or selling more than the novel Dr. Zhivago at one point. So that's my big claim to fame. (laughs) I've ghostwritten a novel and written and published three nonfiction books. I actually used to be a writing coach as well, so I know a lot about writing and how to write a book fast. The reason I bring up this topic is I know many of you have a book in you. So many spiritual and metaphysical people, including all types of coaches, would love to write a book. Understandably so we need more voices like you in this world. Please note, today I will be discussing writing a nonfiction or creative nonfiction book. I cannot teach someone the craft of fiction or how to write fiction in an episode that takes education or years of writing and rewriting. Just ask any exceptional fiction writer. If someone does want to look toward a really good book on how to write fiction, check out Stephen King's On Writing. And by the way, I'm allowed to say this, as a corporate flight attendant, I flew Stephen King and he's the nicest guy ever. Okay, that's about it. So (laughs) let's talk about expectations. I wish I knew this in my late 20s because I had such a freaking ego. I thought I was hot shit because I was in a great writing program and my topic was so interesting. Everyone was just going to, you know, be blown away by this topic. I found out the hard way, even with good vibes and the law of attraction, it is tough to sell a book. Tough. Now, I'm not discouraging anyone, and you may be the next Eckhart Tolle, but you have to write this book to be in service to others and most likely to have a product you can sell along with your business, whether you're a tarot reader, psychic, coach, podcaster. Also to attract the attention of a major publishing house these days, it's really tough unless you have a huge social media following. And I mean at least 100,000 followers. Unfortunately, the publishing houses have gone the way of, it's not about if you're a good writer. It's about if you already have a massive built-in audience. So, uh, you know, social media person, YouTube person, that type of person they're looking for. This is why reality stars are now writing books or they have ghostwriters who do it for them. Just know this before you start writing. 
if a publishing house deal is something that you really want, then that's something you really have to work towards and you have to really build your following and build your audience. So just know that. Working in the publishing house space, trust me, they have to go to their bosses, these people that make these decisions, the directors and the editors, and they have to go to their bosses and their bosses all they care about is the bottom line and all they want to know is, okay, do they have a built-in audience where tomorrow, if they write this book and put it online, will sell at least 100,000 copies? That's that's why you don't hear about these no-name authors or it rarely happens nowadays just kind of popping up. Also, writing is a space where you need to drop the ego. Let me tell you about... <laughs> what it is to be in a master of fine arts writing program or a master's degree in creative writing. Everyone in the class brings their short story or part of a novel they've been working on to class on a specific day. Before the class, they email the piece to their classmates. So we get to read the piece in advance. Then in class, the writer of the piece must stay silent while everyone trashes your writing. And trust me, I had classmates that were exceptional writers. And the professor and other classmates, it was like a sport to them to trash the writer. Uh, so when I went into that setting, not knowing what I was in for, my ego was destroyed, my poor little fra fragile ego. But finally, I was so beaten down that I was in a good place to where there was no ego left. And they do that to you purposely. You know, they do that in auditions if you're an actor, same, same type of concept. I would go into my writing advisor's office, who's the nicest man ever. But once you sat down in that chair, he would just rip you apart left and right. It's just how they do it. It does help you become a much better writer. It really does. I know it sounds horrible and and <laughs> like you're you're sitting there going, I would never do that. And I understand that, but it does make you an incredible writer because it really does leave the ego behind and you learn that writing and being a prolific writer is just simply writing and rewriting. When you put your book out into the world, there's always going to be a critic. You will always have a friend or someone online, especially someone on Amazon, who's going to say something negative. You cannot take it personally. If you look at my book on Amazon, some people love it and some people hate it. It's art. It's subjective. And it's also a controversial topic about a controversial person. So be forewarned. Your friends or family may be the most critical. Hey, you should have written it like this. You should have included this. Oh, I don't like that title. I don't like the book cover. If you really put yourself out there, I mean, really do, because I have, it will happen once in a while. Let me tell you, being an editor for so long, I can't remove that hat. So whenever I read a book or a story or listen to a podcast, I have to stop myself from editing and saying, oh, that should have been taken out. My golden rule is if the book is already done and they can't change it, just say something nice. And that's my golden rule. I would not say to a friend or a colleague or someone in this space, if their book is already written and they're very proud of it, as they should be, I just, I wouldn't rip it apart. I wouldn't even give criticism because what's the point? They're going to defend it, understandably so, and it's going to be a waste of your time and they can't do anything about it anyway. So just say something nice. Then That's my advice to you. You know, just find one thing nice about the book, even if you don't like the book and say something nice. Luckily, I've met people who are great writers and I have, you know, it's easy for me to say something nice. So there you go. If you want my humble opinion 
of the two best books I've personally ever read. The first one is fiction. It's called The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. It is a book that I cannot edit one single word. J.D. Salinger, he channeled that book. I mean, trust me, he was writing and rewriting in his bunker. But he um, wrote and rewrote that book to absolute perfection. I personally think he wrote The Great American Novel. I put it above The Great Gatsby. I put it above Old Man in the Sea. I think that book is that incredible. And he only did it once because Salinger only wrote short stories after that. And then the other book is nonfiction. It's an autobiography. It's called I Never Had It Made, The Jackie Robinson Story by the first black baseball player in the major leagues, Jackie Robinson. And he had a co-writer who's listed on the book. And they did a fantastic job collaborating. That book is so interesting. Best autobiography I've ever read by far. So if you want to take a look at them and see how good their writing is, go for it. Saying all this, now that you're going to be generous <laughs> towards other writers and you have no ego, I will talk about my experience last week. I channeled and wrote a book in a week. I set aside the week to do it and I focused all my energy on it. I wrote 27,000 words in one week. That's one book that I will be selling on a forthcoming podcast. It's a short creative nonfiction book. It's about a niche topic that I will sell on my website. 27,000 words is very short for a book, but it's normal in our space, meaning the spiritual space or coaching space, because that's usually, you know, you have these small books that people sell on their website or on Amazon. But if you compare it to something like a Harry Potter novel, which is fiction, again, comparing nonfiction and fiction, a Harry Potter novel is around 100,000 to 120,000 words. Catcher in the Rye was 80,000 words. My novel was more of a novella and that was 60,000 words. So 27,000 words is small, but I, I that's how I write. I don't like to overfluff. I'm someone that edits as she writes, so <laughs> it's really hard to actually write a lot more for me. I was a person in college that... If I had to do a 10-page paper, it would be 10 pages exactly. I could not write a second over 10 pages. That's just how I am, how I do things. Here are the steps in advance I took to allow me this week of channeling my book. So these steps happen way before you start to channel the book because then what's going to happen is it's going to get you in the mode of channeling the book and you will see how. Number one, I researched the topic of the book. Were there any other books on this topic? If so, what are they? How well are they selling online? Are they close in style and subject matter to my book? The ones that are selling well, how old are they? Let's say you see the topic is flooded. Can you make your book more niche? For example, if you want to write a book about energy healing, can you make it more specific, such as energy healing for executives and large corporations? Or if you're a psychic, maybe how I combine oracle cards and crystals in my psychic practice. With all due, if you're not a famous coach or psychic, your book must stand out, especially with the title. And you have to think, what separates my book apart from everyone else, even the famous people? How can I help my potential readers be the best at their career, metaphysical ability, and more? If you don't do this step 
and you skip this step, I'm telling you, you're spinning your wheels. It's not going to be good for you because you really don't want to waste your time, especially if you take a week out of your life from your job, from your family, from your side hustle, from your hobbies, from whatever to channel this book. So make sure you have a topic that's intriguing to readers. Would you read it? And that's going to sell. Number two, do a title search. Make sure your potential title isn't taken. Make sure it makes sense and isn't some fancy, difficult title to say or spell for your first book, especially. Search Amazon too. So for my forthcoming book, I had some ideas, some really clever ideas, but the way things were spelled, instead of you, I had you written out as the letter U and it was, just, it was too confusing. <laughs> so I'm definitely pulling back on all that. And I'm going to give it a nice, simple title that when people search for it, it's under the topic. Number three, go to the notes section of your phone, create a note and label it with your book's working title. Throughout your day, as you receive downloads from source or hits of inspiration, type them in and type in everything that comes to you from this podcast and keep a note about potential topics. And I literally have a note because I just read it to myself that says smell dash armpits. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I have no idea what I was thinking on that day, but I'm, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it in there. So you may be hearing an episode shortly about my armpits. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about or how that's spiritual, but okay. Uh, a mistake I see, especially with coaches, is they try to set aside and a lot of time every day to write, especially after a long work day or even before the work day when you wake up in the morning, but you're not that trained writer. So you're not used to doing that. And also, by the way, you have to eat breakfast and take care of the kids and go to work. Yeah, this does work for some people. Some people can do it. But if you haven't been trained this way, it's going to be tough. Instead, just type in all your intuitive hits throughout the day. You know, you do this on your lunch break. You do this in between customer calls. Whenever you have a second and whenever the intuition hits, because the intuition may hit when you're having a call with a customer, right? Let's say you work a customer service job and the customer says something and you're like, wow, that's crazy you know what? Put them on hold. <laughs> Put them on hold for a second. Type it in or type it in as they're talking. So that's when you're going to get some intuitive hits. You can also speak your notes in voice memo or the voice app on your computer or your phone or your iPad. But eventually you're going to need to transcribe all that. So you need to either have a transcription service in mind or you take, for example, a Saturday that you have free and you listen and you transcribe yourself. Number four, once you've been typing in all your notes, you will see a pattern start to form, and that is the outline for your book. Still in your notes section, and still when you have time throughout the day, begin to structure the notes into an outline for your book. Where do you want your book to start? What are the supporting chapters? Where should it end? What is the final takeaway of the book that you want to give readers? I've seen former clients, uh, mostly coaches, get really caught up in outlines and they make it really complicated and it's not that complicated. So just remember those three questions. Where do you want the book to start? What are the supporting chapters? And where should it end? And also, this is a good chance if you're confused. And remember, so you've done step one, so you've done all your research and 
you like, I'm going to say John Smith, who's a famous coach, you like his empowerment coaching book and you want to kind of model yours after him, this is a good chance to look at his chapters, not copy the person, but just see how they do it. You know, uh, look at his chapters, look at how the book is laid out, look at the outline. And that's another good way to really make sure that you have a good outline. Number five, once you have a solid outline with all the supporting details, make sure to do your other work in advance so you can set a week aside. Other work meaning if you have volunteer work, obviously your your job, if you can do that, your nine to five, your side hustle, anything you can do in advance so you make sure you can take a week off. So then you set aside a week to write your book. If you have a nine to five, take a couple days off before or after a long weekend holiday, or you can make sure you have a light work week and start writing. Remember, you have an outline and you have channeled that outline from source. Before you write every day, take a minute, drop into your heart, ask source, your spirit guides, hell, ask for the spirit energy of your favorite author and set your intention to write from your heart and soul and that this book may be of service to others. Then start writing. You'll find that being connected to source this way while writing will result in the immediate channeling of your book. The only other thing I want to say is if you're a coach, spiritual or metaphysical business person and don't know where to start and would like a definite roadmap of how to get your book started, take a look at my two new services, book consultation and author VIP consultation. The links will be in the show notes. And you can check out the shop at freespiritpodcasts.com. Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground.